the trip itself, you know, uh, to be on the show that's across the world, and you can't really put a price on that experience. You know, twenty thousand pounds will go such a long way to in these third world countries, and it will help so many kids. Yeah, yeah. It's unbelievable. Um, you know, yeah, we could have won it. We could, you know, if I bought the money back here, you know, realistically, what would I've done with it? Buy a new car, you know, yeah, build true, a conservatory. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah. it's so materialistic things to me. And I remember one incident where we were in the in the bus stop, and it was time for salah. We both started praying, and then it was like you know everyone at the bus stop just literally just crowded around us, like thinking, what the hell's uh-huh. going on here? And the brothers there, like the obviously we had to like a big camera crew around us. There's me and my nephew, and there's uh, seven other people around us, like with cameras and sound equipment and all sorts. So obviously we were like a bit of an entourage. They made sure the whole of our crew stayed with us in the mosque, and they all fed us. Like uh, me and my nephew and the whole crew, they fed us like really well, and they properly looked after us. And and the next day they're like, "Oh, where are you going now?" And they like took us to the bus stop. They bought us our bus ticket for for the next part of the journey. Your mum and dad would say, right, you know, it's time to you free to get married. Uh, we've got someone yeah. in mind, uh, and this is it, really. And uh, even my, my brothers and sisters, you know, they got they got marriage marriage arranged from that. They're all happy. Well, it was wasn't for me. You know, me and my family had a big falling out about it, and um, so I just like literally went um, went on my own way to like, find myself. If you, if you know what I mean? That's that's why mm-hmm. I, I left uh, home really. If you can't communicate. With your parents is you know you're sort of on the back foot already mm. you know and you know it's, it's hard to talk to them in bengali when you want to express your feelings in or you want to say something spe- you know specific but you you don't know how to get it out and and i think that that was one of the you know main factors for myself that i couldn't communicate effectively with my parents have you tried that since you've been back in the uk like to haggle in the in the markets <laughs> and stuff i i haggle all the time oh it's is even- it yeah, in, in in Tesco's and stuff like that. <laughs> I, I'll pick something. I'll pick something up to see if there's anything wrong with it first. And if there's something wrong with it, that's it. It's getting a, good, a couple of quid knocked off. Think about someone in your life that is no longer here. What is one lesson they taught you? It's got to be my dad. Uh, okay. He passed away. Uh, I think it was in the end of November. Um, he taught me a lot. The one main thing that he always said. Uh, was to give, give, give. Um, there's a lot more people in this world that are less fortunate than yourself. Um, you know, always think about them. Okay, uh, Assalamualaikum, uh, Iman or Iman. I forgot what you told me to call it now. <laughs> Iman, right? Iman. Yeah, Iman Chaudhry. Um, yeah, yeah. So, um, you uh, thank you for coming on to uh, this episode of the the Loft Conversation. Uh, obviously, we've uh, seen your face on uh, BBC mm-hmm. Two um, back earlier this year. Actually, it seems like ages ago now, but. It was yeah. not too long ago where you were on our TV screens uh, racing across the world, uh, as they say, uh, on across South America. And um, uh, I, I remember watching actually the show during l- during lockdown, um, the, yeah. f- the first kind of when it first came in around March time. Mm. Um, and, and I was watching it and I, I just, yeah, every kind of week I was tuning in, I was like, rooting for you and your nephew yeah. uh jamil as well to kind of like get to the finishing line and and yeah and i could kind of relate obviously we're both brown i guess yeah. i could relate in that regard and we're both muslim as well so um rooting for you and it was yeah it was amazing to see you guys win win the show in the end and then obviously the gesture that you um, yeah. you did with giving half the money to towards uh, the, chari- the charity uh, work that you're mm-hmm. doing now as well so um, obviously just uh, I guess remind us of uh, the kind of where did that journey on the show start from and where did it end <clears throat> it was a it was an incredible journey from start to finish even mm. from the start of it when we started our casting uh, when they told us to come down to I think we went down to London three or four times uh, mm-hmm. for loads of interviews and stuff like that yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and even like literally before we flew out to uh, Mexico 
Um, it's just so surreal just having like so many cameras around you and um, them recording you. And you know, I'm just a normal guy that got lucky or reapplied and it just happened to get onto the show. Um, so yeah, it was a surreal experience from, from start to finish. I'm from Mexico City to Ushuaia, 53 days, 54 days yeah, it was yeah, uh, of racing. It was, it was constant, it was mad. Okay, well, um, I mean, I guess since you've been back, obviously, um, uh, it's it's been like lockdown, COVID, pandemic, and all of that. Um, did yeah. it did it start while you were on the actual show and um, going through the countries? Like, did you hear about uh, yeah. this coronavirus no, and no. thing? Uh, basically, we finished finished filming on tenth uh, of November. It was my birthday. Uh, okay. That was last year, and then we came back to the UK around twelfth. I think the corona started hitting December time. Mm. And even then, you know, I didn't think much of it. And I started making loads of plans, um, like, so I knew the show was coming out. And um, uh, we made a lot of plans to go back to Brazil and go to India. And um, I did manage to go to Bangladesh in between. And everything just got cancelled. And, uh, mm. yeah, I was gutted about Brazil because, uh, you know, uh, me and my nephew, we booked our flights to go back in May. And okay. they cancelled it. Then we rebooked it for August and that got cancelled. So we are just waiting to go back to it okay well um it was it's, it looked like and 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 i actually when i when i watched the show and i saw you guys winning it kind of wanted me to apply and then there was obviously yeah. they opened the applications up for the next show i, don't, I mean god knows when they're going to do it now because of everything mm. but um i did actually apply with my brother but i don't know i probably didn't get free i would have heard back by now i guess um yeah. but it did actually inspire me to do do that and um i guess um you you personally um uh, I, I remember from watching the show that you, you did mention that you had been to a number of countries uh prior yeah. to uh going through that experience so how many like would you say countries you've been to since uh um, whenever well, you started traveling including the trip uh, i've been to 61 countries wow. which is which is uh, a few but there's yeah. so much to see. There's a, there's a lot more to see, and you know, being stuck in the UK for the last you know 12 months now, it's, it, I think it's the first time in my life that I've ever been stuck in one place for more than 12 months. So mm. yeah, I'm, I'm eager to get back out there and explore the world. Yeah. Well, we we hope that things start getting turning for the better in 2021, yeah. and we can actually. Yeah. I, I think there's going to be an influx of people just. Uh, wanting to uh, get out of the UK and travel yeah, uh, so uh, it might be uh, a little bit of a hike, hike in prices and stuff as well yeah, in sure. regards to that but yeah you know we just hope that things get better but I mean since you've um, you've been back obviously you you won the competition um, mm. which was uh, 20,000 wasn't it the prize money That's and right, then yeah. um, you decided then to between mm. you and your nephew to kind of like split half of it towards charity so can you like maybe tell us what you actually did yeah, with yeah. the money um so um basically we obviously won twenty thousand pounds um we gave ten thousand pounds away to uh, a charity called sal martino they're based in brazil and mm. uh, we actually came across them on on our trip uh, i just remember the logo um when we were in sao paulo and uh, when i came back I, I just did a lot of research on the on the charity itself and then I approached them and then they knew who I was anyway because they, they watched the show and, uh, you know, they were honoured that I'd been in touch and um, <clears throat> they're an amazing charity. Um, you know, it's, it, they're a small organisation but mm -hmm. they help the, the kids um, on the, uh, literally on the streets. They're, they're on, the, on the ground. Um, so the, when I gave them money, um, you know, they asked me you know, what kind of projects I want to back or what kind of projects I want to help. And mm -hmm. For me, it was getting the kids um, off the streets and into education in that transition and uh, so basically the money's gone there uh, to help fund that transition from getting them off the, off the uh, streets and into education you know providing them with shelter food clothes everyday things that we all take for granted really um, yeah. and it was it, it wasn't just in Sao Paulo that we witnessed a poverty we witnessed it mm. all over South America and um it was it was in particularly in Brazil where we where we found it the most, um, you, you know, especially in Sao Paulo and and, and when we in, in Rio de uh, Rio de Janeiro, uh, mm. the, you know the the big cities. You know, what I mean, I think Sao Paulo is the fifth biggest city in the world, and you just didn't expect okay. it. And um, you know, 
it's just like shattering. It's, it's, it's something like, you know, you can see like poverty on the on the on the uh, TV and stuff like that. But when you experience it yourself first time, it has has a different impact on you. Um, mm. you know, I've been fortunate. I've I've travelled the whole of uh, Africa as well, and in Africa, um, I did a lot of staying at orphanages, and that's what I did for okay. six months. Um, I just travelled from one orphanage to another orphanage, from literally from top to bottom, to like the uh, bottom side of uh, South uh, Africa, and okay. that's why that's why I came across, you know, a lot of like people in hardship, mm. and um, I just do what I can really uh, yeah. to help them out. So I mean, have you um, had a history of like doing charity work prior to what you yeah. saw in South yeah. Carolina? I think um, like anyone that knows me, um, my my family are are involved with charity a lot. My dad's got uh, uh, our own orphanage in Bangladesh, okay. um, and that's solely supported by my family. Uh, mm. So basically, just all my brothers, sisters, nephews, everyone, uh, we, we like that direct debit of ten pound going out of our accounts, and that just comes up. Um, so we've, we've we've grown up, uh, you know, supporting that as uh, supporting that orphanage, and every time I used to go back to Bangladesh. Uh, I'd actually spend more time in the orphanage than I'd do in the village. Okay. Um, you know, playing with the kids and you know, uh, just doing stuff with the kids. Um, and that's that, that's the upbring- upbringing that my father gave me. Like, you know, okay. it's all about giving. I mean, yeah. we were fortunate to be living in the in the uh, UK with everything that we have. And, yeah, yeah, you know, definitely. When we, when we go back to Bangladesh, he had show us, you know, this is what life is really like. Mm. You know what I mean. Mm. Yeah, I mean, uh, likewise with uh, with me, like personally, I mean, I'm from uh, Pakistan originally. So like yeah. uh, my, my, my father's got, a, he's running a school um, in Pakistan as well, giving free education to like orphans yeah, yeah. and y- young children uh, that can't afford education. And yeah. I, I think, like you said, it is the upbringing uh, from an early age from our parents that instill mm-hmm. that into us that we should help those that are less fortunate. Um, and I think that's important. And yeah, I mean, clearly you, you, you and your family, your father's doing some brilliant work. I mean, I can see your Penny Appeal T-shirt on as well. Is it? Uh, <laughs> are you uh, <laughs> are you representing uh, them as well in any other the kind um, of campaigns? I just random. I've got loads of Islamic leaflets here. Oh, I've got I've got them all. So okay, I've okay. done a lot of work with with with, with all the charities. Oh, okay. um, so, so yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, I don't want to kind of... Uh, well, you're promoting them indirectly, I guess. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's always good to give charity. It doesn't matter who you give it yeah, through, I guess. Um, yeah, true. Uh, so you went recently to Bangladesh, isn't it? To Because uh, I saw some yeah, of your pictures on, on Instagram um, of you um, uh, go, going to Bangladesh. So was that during like this recent... This this year, I guess? That's right. It was in uh, in December that, uh, that we went. Uh, it was just okay. for a week. And... Um, uh, we spent a lot of time in the orphanage, and I've, I've not uploaded any videos yet. But I'm just mm. in the process of editing them all um, because obviously ten thousand pounds went to South America, but the other half of the money went to Bangladesh uh, to help our, our orphanage, um, and that's where the money's gone to. So okay. um, you know, I, I, I'd already sent the money, and I've, we've had a lot of projects already going on. So I just wanted mm. to go there, just finalize it all, and. Uh, make sure everything went all right and uh, yeah alhamdulillah it's, uh, it's all looking okay, well now okay that's good I mean um, so do you travel there regularly then then just to see like and work with the orphanage in Bangladesh yeah uh, well um, when I was growing up my dad used to go back literally every year or probably once every two years and uh, he'll take the whole family with, with us so that's been in me from a very young age so um, after obviously uh, I turned eighteen, I went to university. Um, you know, I wanted to explore the world. That's when my my love for travel really mm-hmm. uh, blossomed. When when I was allowed to explore, and um, since then I, I tend to go back by myself uh, and, and okay. you know go back with my with my wife. Um, so I still like to go back like every once a year or once every two years, just the way my dad used to take us. Yeah, and if anyone wanted to kind of donate towards the orphanage, how could they do that? Uh, well, at the moment, I'm just setting everything up at the moment. Um, I'm, okay. uh, well, the problem is, as you probably know yourself, in Bangladesh, it's a registered charity over there, and 
an orphanage but I'm, I'm just in the process of registering in the UK as a, as oh, a UK site so once I've got that registered at the moment I'm just waiting for the paperwork and everything to go through once that's all set up uh, then I'll be flooding my social media with, uh, with with everything so yeah just keep okay you know, uh, I look out on my on my on my Instagram on my Twitter um, on how to do it because I'll, I'll be I'll be getting a lot of um, not just fundraising but uh, stuff like books we need a lot of books and stuff like that mm-hmm. um, you know for the kids um, so you know I'm, I want to go get into like different types of books I've done a lot of work with other charities so I know how it all works if you know what I mean and yeah, yeah. that's the reason why I, well I, I did that to understand how the charity works and how the how the money is being spent. Um, okay. That was a big thing for me because, I, like I said, I'd, I'd done a lot of, uh, I've, I've raised a lot of funds in uh, over the last, you know, twenty years for different charities. Mm. But you know, you'd give it, but you won't know what's happened to it. And I want to give give people that 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 feeling. Yeah, you know, you've given X amount of money, and this is what it's going to go towards. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean, and that's yours if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that's very noble, and I, I hope that inshallah, you know, things um, you can generate the funds and mm-hmm. help these people that desperately need, need these uh, the, the money basically. So, yeah, it's really adm- admirable that you you've uh, especially. So, I mean, by the sounds of it, it sounds like you've you've um, distributed all of the money, I guess, towards yeah. charity then, and not kept anything yeah. for yourselves. Um, I think the the, the trip itself, you know, uh, to be on the show. Across the world, and to go from Mushwai to Mexico City to Mushwai was an experience. Mm. You can't really put a price on that experience. Mm. Um, you know, the people that we met, uh, the memories that I've taken, you just can't put a figure on it. And that kind of money, you know, 20,000 pounds would go such a long way to in these third world countries, and it'll help so many kids. Yeah, yeah. It's unbelievable. Um, you know, yeah, we could have won it, we could, you know, if I bought the money back here, you know realistically what what I've done with it buy a new car you know yeah, true, conservatory true. You yeah, know what I mean yeah. it's so materialistic things to me and it's, yeah, yeah and you're investing so in, in in as a as a Muslim you know we believe obviously yeah. you're investing in the after afterlife as well right. so um you're you're building a home for yourself in in Jannah inshallah you know that's the that's the aim isn't it so that's um it. I guess you get you, you you whatever you give in 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 charity obviously we we have the belief that you know allah rewards you with triple double you know 10 yeah. times more so mm-hmm. you know it, it's it's a good good way of thinking i guess um you know at the end of the day you've got a comfortable living i guess you've got a um you know a house and you know you've got a yeah. car and everything you've got money yeah. coming in so you know why not help others so exactly. yes yeah, really really good to hear that from you actually um so i, I kind of want to uh go a bit more into like obviously you and uh your nephew were the only kind of muslims on on this yeah. race across the world so obviously we know as uh, as muslims we have certain kind of beliefs and things like that yeah. um that can maybe make certain journeys difficult more difficult than yeah. um for other people so um i guess in regards to like what how was it in regards to being a muslim and being on that kind of journey across south america um you know what it was it was it was amazing um south america i've, I've never been to south america before so it, it was um it was an eye-opener for me um obviously our beliefs you know you know me and my nephew you know we prayed everywhere we, we could and you know we didn't miss any salahs um okay. throughout the trip um you know Islam is is very underrated in in South America. It's hugely underrated. I go back to my previous facts in Sao Paulo. I'm not sure. I think it's the fifth biggest city in the world. And would you guess how many mosques there are in that city? Um, I don't know, like five. Right in in Bradford, where I live, right? Yeah. There's, a, there's over four hundred mosques. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Is Bradford to Sao Paulo obviously is a lot bigger. Yeah, yeah. Fourteen yeah. mosques. 14 mosques there's one oh, okay, main okay. mosque one main mosque and all the other ones are just houses and um, oh, I see. um yeah and, and, and not just in, in sao paulo but we went to another mosque in uh, in panama uh, in uh, panama city and that was another small mosque and that what we noticed the, the you know the people there the the brothers the muslims that are there they they're just so humble to see you know another uh, muslim mm. person um, I remember one incident where we were in the in the bus stop, 
and they were standing for Salah. So me and my nephew said, you know, like I said, I've traveled a lot, so it doesn't really bother me. I'll do my Salah wherever, wherever I am. Um, I'll just get my mat out and that's it, I'll pray. Okay. And in the bus stop, you know, we both started praying. And then it was like, you know, everyone at the bus stop just literally just crowded around us, like thinking, what the hell's going <laughs> on here? Like that, they were like fascinated with what we were doing. Then we, we finished and the amount of people that came up to us and were asking about Islam, and they wanted to know about it. You know what I mean? It, oh, was, wow. it was incredible. And it's like some people never heard of the religion before because, mm. you, know, you know, I won't say they were backwards, but they were, uh, they were really in tune with the world. Mm. You know what I mean? And uh, that's what it was. And, you know, there's so many people that we talked to about Islam and, you know, telling them stories. Um, okay. about, uh, about, uh, about being Muslims and uh, being Islam and it was amazing uh, it was yeah. really good and was, I really enjoyed that part of the of the trip and there's other aspects stuff like you know uh, halal food um, you know we just became vegetarians I'll be honest with you okay. <laughs> throughout the trip and it didn't, really, it didn't really bother either of us uh, yeah. and we did eat where we could in the mosques and especially I'll tell you another story what happened in Sao Paulo do you see the episode where we went to that mosque? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mosque. yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, the brothers there, like, the, 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 obviously we had like a big camera crew around us. The, there's me and my nephew and there's uh, seven other people around us, like there was cameras and sound equipment and all sorts. So obviously we were like a bit of an entourage. And uh, so the brothers are like, oh, fascinated by what's going on. So we told them the, the idea of the story and what we were doing. And... Um, they said, oh, where are you staying tonight? And I, I, I said to them, listen, we don't have any plans. We'll probably, a lot of times we, we stayed like on the streets, on the bus stops, mm-hmm. on the buses. Uh, so we just told them we'd probably just camp out somewhere. So we have sleeping bags, we just camp out. because not, we're staying at the mosque. And I was like, mm-hmm. all right, yeah, we don't mind. Uh, so we stayed, stayed at the mosque. And um, not only just me and my nephew, but they wanted to, um, they made sure the whole of our crew stayed with us in the mosque. And they all okay. fed us, like, it, uh, me and my nephew and the whole crew, they fed us like really well. And they probably looked after us. And, and the next day, they're like, oh, where are you going now? And they like took us to the bus stop. And they bought us our bus ticket for, for the next oh, wow. part of the journey yeah, to go to Illa Grande. Wow. And, um, you know, it, it, was the, it was the people that made the, made the trip for us. Uh, the amount of help that we got was, was unbelievable. Mm. Um, not just from the Muslims, but from non-Muslims as well. Like, yeah. uh, it restores the belief in human human nature. Uh, yeah, we did the whole trip for fifty four days without our phones. With very with very limited money, and um, you know, especially on the bus trips, you, bus trips, you, you'll get up and you start talking to people. You start asking people, or oh, what's the best route? Uh, you know, what's the, what's the best thing to do around there? And it's the local mm. people that that know the best things to do. You can go to Google and uh, ask Google what the best route is but it's ultimately it's the local yeah, people yeah. that know the best ways and and that's yeah. what predominantly won the, uh, the the show for us because the okay. insight that we got from learning about people on the buses um, and we had a lot of conversations with a lot of people i still keep okay. in touch with now okay that's that's amazing to hear actually i mean with the with the with the kind of the muslim community there did you notice that if there were which which kind of country had maybe the largest kind of muslim population or community from the ones that you traveled through um from from my experience it's probably uh, panama um okay yeah it's a weird one because um it was only in panama that we, we came across quite a lot uh, of not okay. quite a lot, but a you know, substantial amount of Muslims, and we we could actually find halal meat quite openly. Oh, wow. Every other country we, could, we couldn't find halal meat anywhere. Um, okay. So yeah, I'd say uh, Panama. Uh, but I think there was a lot of um, Palestinians in in Panama that that moved there, like you know, years and years ago. Mm. Uh, there's like a big community of Palestinians there. So yeah, alhamdulillah, they were they were amazing for us. Oh, okay. Wow, that's good. I mean, and what did you do in regards to going to the loo and stuff? Because <laughs> obviously, we we as Muslims, yeah. we we either you know bodna or lota, whatever we call it. Yeah. You know, so just carry a water <laughs> bottle with us. Oh, okay. We just carry okay. a water bottle with us. We always had a water bottle, a bottle, a bottle with us. And yeah, yeah, yeah. you just went where we have to go. And unfortunately, we had checkpoints in between the legs, and at the checkpoint, okay. you know, we're we're in like a nice hotel. That's oh yeah, that's that true. Yeah. Too bad. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, it sounds like you, 
enjoyed the trip and you obviously connected with some uh, Muslim brothers along the way, which is always nice to see. It shows that Islam is everywhere, in, I guess. And and yeah. also through your actions, you gave uh, a lot of dawah as well, like, you know, praying yeah. random places and stuff like that. It gets people thinking and talking as well. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it sounds like yeah. a amazing experience i mean i guess um i want to also maybe talk about i guess the uh the the, the story the background story of yeah, yeah. you know what you and your nephew kind of mm. uh had uh, reconnected after a while and why you decided to go on on the journey together um yeah. so um obviously you um you, the story on on the show was that obviously you were estranged from your family yeah. for a number of years and this was an opportunity for you to reconnect with your nephew and build that bond up again i mean uh, if you're comfortable about talking about yeah, it, would you want to yeah, go yeah, into like actually what what actually happened because it was a bit yeah. like we got an idea from the show but it wasn't obviously yeah. as as uh, yeah. detailed as you would say um, so, uh, as I explained to you, I, I left home when I was 18, uh, I left the university, and to be honest with you, I, I've never really gone back, I'm 36 now, and I've never really come back home, uh, mm -hmm. so to speak. Um, obviously, when I went to university, I, I found what I wanted to do in life and what I wanted to pursue, uh, you know, I had aspirations of becoming uh, like a traveller, I, I wanted to go and visit every single country in the world. Um, I I really got a book for 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 traveling. Um, so and that's what I did. I, you know, I spent a lot of my time, a lot of my money, just going abroad and just. And when I, when I used to go abroad, I used to go for like six months, twelve months at a time. So, I mean, it wasn't like you know short holidays. They were like long mm. holidays. And um, obviously, this like fifteen years ago, it, it was a bit different. Like you know, when fifteen years ago, you probably know yourself. Your mom and dad would say, right, you know, it's time for you free to get married. Uh, we've got yeah. someone in mind, uh, and this is it, really. And uh, even my, my brothers and sisters, you know, they got they got marriage marriage arranged. From the dad, they're all happy. Well, it was, wasn't for me, you know what I mean? And I'd seen the world. I started experiencing, um, you know, uh, you know what what the world has to offer, different cultures, mm -hmm. and um, I I didn't want to go down that road. Uh, so yeah, we. Me and my family had a big falling out about it, and um, so I just like literally went on, went on my own way to like, find myself. If you know what I mean? That's that's why yeah. I, I left uh, home really. And okay. at that time, fifteen years ago, that was like oh, it was a big thing. Oh, you know, mm. you know, he's definitely he's definitely uh, his home. Uh, this and yeah. that. And, well, it uh, still probably like, is, I guess, even yeah. now. If an yeah, Asian, sure. I, I, think, uh... I think this size has become more accepting to do mm. that. You know what I mean? And uh, obviously, I want to get married to someone that I wanted to get married to, and uh, my uh, parents weren't, weren't happy about it, basically. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I, did, I sort of did my own thing, really. And, um, you know, after I did that, you know, it's not that, that phrase, you know, out of sight, out of mind. And, you know, mm. after I left home, um, you know, they didn't forget about me, but, you know, I, it allowed me to do my own thing, if you know what I mean. If it, okay. it allowed me to spend my wings to find myself and to establish myself of what I want mm. to do in life. And then, um, obviously, it took a bit of time, but my family finally started to come around to the idea uh, that, obviously, I, I'm, I was married then. I was, I was married now, and then, you know, I'll, I'll settle down. And, you know, I'll still do my trips uh, abroad. Um, so, yeah, and, you know, it, it just like you know, people say time is a healer. And it's so true. And you know, mm. like my parents are like they're quite old, uh, um, so you know they they are still get in their own ways. Yeah, uh, yeah. the, the cultural kind of thing. Uh, and that's what it was. I think it was it was more of a culture and religion for me as well, because I was mm. quite I was finding my religion then as well in my when I was at university. I started to learn about more about Islam. I started to learn about you know who I was. Uh, as mm -hmm. a Muslim, um, and that, that's when he started to because it, when you're young, when you used to go to mosque, mosque you used to read Arabic. You, they, they taught you Arabic, and you never you really understood it. If you know what I mean, yeah. You never really got what anything meant. You just read yeah, it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You True. used the Quran, and that was it. Um, yeah. But it was only at university when I started to, you know, started to study my religion. I started to understand it, and that's when I, I realized, you know what, you know doing things wrong kind of things and um but yeah that set me off my own, on my own way as well 
okay. so the, the 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 experience with my nephew was was an experience for me and uh, to get to know each other again because we've been separated for so long and before we were like really close um like mm-hmm. when when he was growing up like you know i spent a lot of time with him and then you know 10 years went past when no about 10 years but i don't really speak to him and then we met up okay. at a, a wedding and then you know it's just like you know it's just like you know like almost best mates and then he applied <laughs> to the show then um i think he applied to the show after the day after that wedding because i saw a question he said then he, he rang me up because oh can you do a video interview for this, for this show and i said yeah i'll do it but i doubt we'll get onto it and then yeah i did it and yeah it was it was, it was an amazing experience i'm prior to the trip i've spent le- less than 24 hours with my nephew so to spend okay. 54 days traveling through south america with him that was a daunting challenge in itself yeah yeah um so yeah it was good and it, it bonded us and even now it's, it's we've got a bond that you know no one can take that away from us you know what i mean and yeah, you know yeah. you know in years to come we'll talk about things that happened on that trip um so you know it's, it's good memories and good times yeah you know. yeah it kind of shows how how things work full circle as well because you're saying it start you know the whole thing started from you like leaving home yeah and you know family like in a way disowning you i guess and, yeah um and then it's gone like full circle and now you've yeah. reconnected with everyone again including you know building that bond with your nephew through this yeah. whole journey i mean it just shows like um you know how allah works i guess in, yeah. in mysterious ways and mm-hmm. you just don't know because I, i'm guessing at the time when you left home you probably thought you know like you don't know when you're going to see them again or you know when are yeah. you going to reconnect and stuff like that um and then you know obviously stuff's happened all, all all through that period and it's made you come back to that family again now so um yeah it's, it's amazing to see how that happens i mean so do, do you when you initially kind of left home i guess was it um was it due to a girl as they say you know like um, um it was, or, it was, or, or was it yeah. to travel it was it was to do with a girl and it was to do with, with travel, but it was more to do with travel for me. Okay. Uh, my my parents didn't didn't like the idea that you know I'd go away for six months. I, I think I'd just come back from Africa then, and um, I, I told them that I was going away for two weeks, and then I ended up spending six months. And I came back and okay. my, my dad wasn't happy about it, so and then so yeah, after yeah, I think I missed about a couple of months in March, and I went traveling again for twelve months. Um, so yeah. It was okay. a travel on the girl as well. Okay, okay. Travel. Okay. So, I mean, I guess it's, uh, uh, it's a good example to uh, think about for for the next... Oh, I think we've lost you. Um, you're back. Um, lost you for a few few seconds. So, uh, well, thanks for coming back. Um, I think, yeah, I, was, I think I was just making the point about... Um, um i guess like what would your kind of advice be for um i don't know like asian parents now like if they were to their their children were to come to them you know like say you know i've got i like this girl for example or i want to travel i want to do this and that um what would your advice be um my advice would be to always try to listen to you your parents Mm. um because even my my dad, you know, he wasn't happy about it, but he understood. He understood me. He, he knew the person that I was. Um, so it, it, we've always had that relationship where he he gets me, mm-hmm. um, and he he knows that I'm I'm my own person. Um, so my advice would be to to take the advice from your parents, and you know to you know pursue your dreams and and what you want to do in life. If you're dead set about something. Um, it, there's no harm in pursuing it. Um, yeah. and in of the parents' uh, perspective, you know, I tell all parents to try support the children wherever they can or whatever mm-hmm. they want to do or whatever they want to become. Yeah. Um, the world is completely different to what it was when I was growing up. Uh, do you know what I mean? It's like the the opportunities are endless. Um, you know, it's just like from your phone, you can do you know loads of things. You know, I didn't yeah. have that when I was. When I was a kid. Uh, do you know what I mean? It's it's just the uh, incredible the way the world has changed. Yeah, yeah, 
Uh, I mean, I, I I think that's good advice, actually. I mean, I think also the the fact that um, I mean, I'm I think I'm similar age to you. I'm, uh, you said you were 36, isn't it? So I'm 34. So I'm I'm like two years younger than you. So um, um, I think it's uh, the next generation. It's about m- that mentality now. So like when we have we have our kids, and you know, um, when they get older, it's about. I think the problem was with our parents' generation was they never had that friendship i guess with their yeah. children they never grew up as their friends um mm. it was all about they come back from work and they want their food kind of stuff and curry and yeah. all of that and um you see you'll have some connection but it's more like especially with dads it was more like yeah. you feared them like yeah. you had that respect and fear for them but i think now it's about you know like islamically you should be trying to make uh, be your son's best friend or your daughter's best friend um, and then in that regard, they will be open to come to you and talk about issues that they may have, struggles that they're going through, dreams yeah. that they have or things they want to do. And then um, it will make that conversation a bit easier and more open um, yeah. rather than people just rebelling completely. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, like you lose that family connection for a while, I guess. In Would you say in hindsight, that would have been something that would have helped you in, in the time when you left? Uh, home i think so yeah um, also um i think an area is the communication um obviously my my parents speak bengali to me and mm. my bengali is okay but it's not fluent you know mm. i was born and brought up in the uk you know english is my first language yeah um so you know if you can't communicate with your parents it's you know you're sort of on the back foot already mm. you know and you know it's, it's hard to talk to them in bengali when you want to express your feelings in, or you want to say something, spe- you know, specific, but you you don't know how to get it out, and and I think that that was one of the you know main factors for myself that I couldn't communicate effectively with my parents. Um, I think as as I got as I got you know older, you know, my Bengali became a bit more fluent, and you know, I got to speak to my to my parents in 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 that fashion when I was younger. You know, you, you you don't really speak to him, do you? Do you, no, you just yeah. do your own thing? Yeah. Do you think the whole experience has brought you closer to your parents then now? Hundred uh, percent. Yeah. My, mm. you know, I'm closer to my whole family now. Okay. Um, I think it's made me realize, you know, how much I've missed out on family life. Um, uh, because you know, yeah, yeah, I was a bit, you know, selfish because I want to do my own thing and I want to to travel, um, but. You know, there's a price that I paid for it, and I was missing ten years of family life. And at the moment, that's what I'm trying to make up for. Um, mm. And it's amazing being back at back in the family fold, and people ringing you, ringing you all the time, and you know, just asking, uh, asking how you're doing and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. Good to hear. I mean, that you you've reconnected with the family, and long may it continue. Um, I guess it's just uh, um, in regards. I'll uh, probably like final kind of questions maybe i have for you um is uh what would you say was the best place that you visited uh, um throughout your trip um in race across the world yeah 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 the best memories i have is probably in peru it okay. is it's such uh you know amazing country is is you know when you search Peru on, or like, I'll give you an example. I search Peru on Google. Things to do, the things that will come up is Machu Picchu, um, in the Inca Trail and so far. But mm. we found the Rainbow Mountain, and I didn't know m- nothing about the Rainbow Mountain, and that was an incredible mountain uh, yeah. to climb. And um, and the people that we we stayed stayed in this uh, hostel with the with the uh, with John and Santos, and they took us out in the boats, you know, catching fish on mm. these like really funky boats and. Um, they they taught us the way they how they do it traditionally, and that's what I like the most about Peru is they had their traditions and they weren't affected about by the Western society. They still had their traditions. They're, yeah. they, they're still fishing the way they fish. Do you know what I mean? I'd, you know, I'd say to my wife, just get like a fishing net. You get loads of fish, but like it's not the way. You know, we do it with okay. the this is how we do it with the with the spear thing, and you know, it it, it really took me back just, yeah. just to just to see you know the way the, the the way they do things about there and you know i have fun memories from peru um and even um 
and Ushuaia was amazing as well. Ushuaia okay. was incredible. Um, you know, we talked about it for so long, for two months, we were talking about Ushuaia, Ushuaia. And then we finally got there. Some of the scenes that you see, it's just crazy. Like snow-capped mm. mountains and where it's like, you know, 20 degrees, but you can still still see the snow. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, just yeah. so weird. Um, so, yeah, that was incredible. Uh, okay. In the end. And what would you say was the worst part of the whole thing? Uh, the worst part for us was in Mexico City right at the start. Okay. Uh, well, not just Mexico, in the first leg when we went to Honduras, uh, me and my nephew, we were all over the place. We did not have, have a clue what we were doing. We literally, we, are, we, just, we were just there just to, you know, make up the numbers before <laughs> I would have a, have a laugh. And then yeah. we realised, you know what? You know, people can't speak English. We can't speak Spanish. And then that's a problem, you know, you can't ask people for directions. You can't ask people where to go or what to do. Um, so, you know, as soon as we started in Mexico City and they said, right, go. We were like, what the hell are we <laughs> supposed to do? The first person, I think it took us about an hour to find out exactly where our first checkpoint was because we didn't, never heard of it before. Yeah. And fortunately, we found some English-speaking people. So I think, yeah, in Mexico City, it was just finding our feet and the, the hustle and bustle of Mexico City was just crazy. It's like mm. London City, but 10 times worse. Like, wow. you know, everyone's everyone's everywhere. And they set us off at peak time where, you know, it was just jam-packed. We, we jumped on a, a like a metro link and we just, yeah, it was just crazy time. Okay, yeah, because I, re- I remember watching that first episode when you everyone just kind of runs off like aimlessly and <laughs> not knowing what to do and it's just like and i remember uh, i think it was jamil had that like thermal jacket on and stuff as well yeah. and it was like it's so it looked like it was he was yeah. boiling oh. and he was running and you you guys just got out of breath so quickly yeah. <laughs> still not knowing where to go and stuff so i thought that was quite funny to watch on the screen yeah. it was uh <laughs> it was it was good man it was uh it was funny but it was so stressful Especially that yeah. first, like once we once we figured it out and you know we knew what we were doing and we knew more about the race, then then we started to enjoy it a bit more because the first leg was hard for us mm. because um, you know I was still getting to know uh, my nephew because I, I didn't know know him that well uh, you know his bad habits things that he does and and vice versa as well mm. uh, so it was a learning curve for both of us um, I think in that sense uh, like our team like knew each other the least. Do you know what I mean? In okay. compared to other teams, yeah. that was a disadvantage, and you probably you probably see that in the first couple of uh, legs, and mm. then after that, when we started to, you know, talk to each other, and you know, we, we had a lot of deep conversations on the, on the uh, buses, um, then then you get to understand him. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was a uh, was good to watch actually, especially the early episodes, and then seeing your bond grow and stuff, and then yeah. Uh, especially at the start, we thought you guys would never make it. To be honest, you lost your map and everything, isn't it? So, um, so yeah. But it was amazing that you caught there in the end. To be honest, well, I uh, think we were thirty-one hours behind after the first leg. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. For that, you know, when we realized we were fifth, thirty-one hours behind, I thought, bloody, yeah, this is game over. This <laughs> no chance. Probably we might just spend the money and just enjoy ourselves. Yeah, but yeah. We figured it, figured it out on on how to. How to do it on a budget and you know to mm. haggle well the main thing was haggling and you know yeah, we were good yeah. at it i mean we got a lot of things for free so okay. i mean bus trips and food for free nice. um mad have you tried that since you've been back in the uk like to haggle in the in the markets <laughs> and stuff i i haggle all the time oh <laughs> is it yeah in, in, in tesco's and stuff like that <laughs> I mean, i'll pick something i'll pick something up to see if there's anything wrong with it first and if there's something wrong with it that's it He's getting a good a couple of quid knocked off. You know what oh, I mean? nice, the nice. <laughs> That's a nice tip, actually. I might do that myself. That's it. I'll see you look at it and just, and, uh, just call the manager. That's it. Yeah, do you great. do a little cheeky rip yourself? I, I won't do a cheeky rip myself, <laughs> but no. you know, I I look through like even if it's like a loads of salads, I am um, like bags. I, I look through all the salad bags just to see if anything had any defects in it, and. Okay. Not, you will find something that has a defect on it yeah okay that's a good tip out there for <laughs> for the hagglers i guess yeah so you can haggle in in the uk as well which and in major supermarkets that's which it. is good 
All right, that's good. Um, I guess uh, what what would you say um, your your future plans are then? I guess in regards to I know you want to travel again, but um, um, is there like a country that you're itching to travel to at the moment? Um, well, I want to. I'm itching to go back to Brazil. Um, you know, so I've been in contact with the charity. They, they contact me literally every other day. Um, so, yeah, Brazil. Uh, I'll. Is it's my first and foremost, and uh, also India. I am, um, you know, there's one country that I've not been to is India, and it's been on my bucket list for the last twenty years. And I always said I'll go, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go. But yeah, and I, I actually me and my uh, missus booked it to go in April. Yeah, not April, in June we booked it, and okay. then uh, yeah, that got cancelled. So I was really gutted about that because it really wanted to go to India, and it was going from India like traveling the whole of India. Oh, uh, okay. over, over four weeks, um, you know, going to uh, some of the sites. So India is just a massive country, and yeah, it has yeah. so much to offer. Yeah, were you um, gonna were you gonna like uh, slum it or like luxury? Because obviously you'll be with the missus. <laughs> yeah, well, a bit on both. Uh, to be honest with you, like you know, I've always enjoyed slumming it. I've always enjoyed the hostel life. Uh, you you meet some incredible people on in, in the hostels. Um, and even she watched the show and then she's never done it uh, like the hostel life one she she said she'll she'll give it a go do you know what I mean okay. John, like um, so yeah uh, we'll so probably we'll, mix it up a bit yeah mix up a bit because I don't think she'll be able to do the whole trip slumming it yeah, um, yeah. especially in India my, yeah and, and India, India yeah. Would be as well and yeah. so yeah the real really so India and Brazil um, hopefully okay well, inshallah, you can go next year and hopefully uh, things get better. Inshallah. All right, well, um, I think that's, uh, I think we've covered quite a bit here. Um, so, I've, yeah, th- thanks for uh, giving me your time because I, I truly didn't expect you to respond to my message. So uh, it was a nice surprise to see you respond and also agree to come on the podcast. Uh, yeah, so I appreciate that. Um, and I just, I was supposed to do this at the start. I think I told you with the card game. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I, 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 if you don't mind, we could do it at the end. Uh, maybe just get a bit, uh, yeah. uh, open up on certain areas, maybe if you want, as long as you're comfortable answering them. Yeah, no don't want to so. uh, put you in a situation where you feel awkward. Um, so I'm just going to shuffle them a bit and I will, yeah. I will, I'll pick one or two at random and then just see right. like what, what they come up with. So the first one, okay. Okay, this might actually is quite deep to be honest. So, yeah. uh, this one says, "Think about someone in your life that is no longer here. What is one lesson they taught you?" Um, right, one person that's not here and they taught me. Um, it's probably got to be my dad. Because uh, okay. he passed away. Uh, I think it was in the end of November. Um, he taught me a lot. Um, he taught me, and that's the reason why I went back to Bangladesh mm. to uh, he wanted to be buried in Bangladesh. Um, so yeah, some of the things my dad taught me, and I'll never forget, is the one main thing that he always said uh, was to give, give, give. Um, mm. There's a lot more people in this world that are less fortunate than yourself. Um, you know, always think about them. I, he always said it's all about giving uh, in this world. Um, and that's what it's all about, really, is giving. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, in, in I mean, uh, may Allah grant him Jannah uh, and, uh, you know, you can, inshallah, meet him in Jannah uh, in the next life. I mean, um, so yeah, that's that's really good lesson that he's taught you. And that obviously that shows from your charity work that you've been doing mm. uh, since then, carrying on the legacy, I guess, for him. Yeah, that's well. it. That's what um, about it's all about sadka sadka jariya as it, as they yeah. say isn't it so in uh, it will be a continuous reward for him inshallah as well so wow. yeah that's good all right um would you mind doing another one yeah no problem go ahead yeah okay, another cool. one. let me let me just shuffle it a bit more um okay that's probably not a good one <laughs> uh okay yeah this one uh, who is your biggest cheerleader my biggest cheerleader has got to be my nephews and nieces. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, my especially my my nieces. 
you know, when I left my family, um, like 10 years, I went traveling and uh, um, I had a Facebook account where I'd, I'd constantly upload my uh, pictures, but I'd, I'd delete that Facebook account and my, my, my nephews and nieces, especially my nieces, will, will always follow me, see where I'm going and see where, where, where see my next destination was. Mm-hmm. Um, it was almost like a, like a travel travel vlog, I think it was they called it back then. Um, where you know, I, I, well, it was more of a personal one. Uh, what where I used to only post in a in a Facebook group that okay. had all my family involved, like all the kids uh, and uh, all my cousins are involved. Uh, so I constant I constantly uh, post on them, and yeah, they would all, always cheer me on, and you know, they always you know give me nice messages. Okay. Uh, on, on the race across the world, um, I think I uploaded a couple of the reactions when 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 they all found out that we won. Um, uh-huh. at the yeah, house. Yeah. When... <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to say your wife. So yeah, it's interesting yeah, to well, hear that. <laughs> my wife as well, but okay. uh, my, my nephews and niece I'd, I'd say as well. Okay. My, my wife as well actually. She's she's very um, very open about the person okay. I am. Uh, because you know, I'll be, I'm I'm fortunate. Because, you know, I'm able to travel a lot. I'm able to go where I want, and she understands that because she she knew me when I was like that. You know, when I was at university, and um, I think we've been together like 16 years now. Um, so you know, she she's adapted to who, who I am. Um, so yeah, but it's, okay. it's about you know, give and take really. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, shall we do one more? Yeah, go for and it. And then we can call it. Um, so uh, this one says what are you most thankful to Allah for this week what am I most thankful for Allah for being for here this. okay being here um, you know, every day is a blessing uh, I yeah. believe um, you know you know, I pray I pray a lot and mm-hmm. I read the Quran a lot and um, I'm, I'm thankful for everything I'm thankful for everything that I have how fortunate I am uh, because there's so many people in this world that aren't like in my situation, um, mm. that can't eat, can't drink. You know, they're living on the streets, even in this cold weather. Um, so I'm, I'm th- thankful for for everything for my life, really. Okay, well, that's nice. Uh, yeah, nice way to end it on, I guess. Um, yeah. Always be thankful for what you have, I guess, and be grateful. Definitely. I guess, it, especially through during during lockdown, um, yeah. uh, it, it's made you appreciate the little things. You know, like yeah. having. Yeah ability to hug someone or handshakes you know you've missed all of that now as well so um it's the little things being thankful that you have your health um you have a roof over your head and all of that you know all right cool uh well uh thank you for uh again for your time and uh you know like um reaching out and kind of agreeing to do this and stuff so appreciate it really and and I'll let you know when I, when I put it up and everything. Uh, yeah, so, no problems. Um, you can keep an eye out, I guess. Yeah. All right, no bro. Um, Thanks. It's been it's been fun. Enjoy. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. It's been good. Uh, I've enjoyed it as well, and it hasn't been as daunting as I thought it would be. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Okay. Jazakallah uh, khair. Um, no hope I speak to you soon and uh, take sure. care. Assalamu alaikum. No. Alright, <laughs> Tung, 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 tung,